Today in Business from Wired. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Life-Changing Places, brought to you by Lufthansa. Discover amazing stories and find your life-changing destination at lifechangingplaces.com. The Apple Car didn't see gender, and that's the problem. By Will Knight. The Apple credit card, launched in August, ran into major problems last week when users noticed that it seemed to offer smaller lines of credit to women than to men. The scandal spread on Twitter, with influential techies branding the Apple card fucking sexist, beyond effed up, and so on. Even Apple's amiable co-founder Steve Wozniak wondered more politely whether the card might harbor some misogynistic tendencies. It wasn't long before a Wall Street regulator waded into the timeline of outrage, announcing that it would investigate how the card works to determine whether it breaches any financial rules. The response from Apple just added confusion and suspicion. No one from the company seemed able to describe how the algorithm even worked, let alone justify its output. While Goldman Sachs, the issuing bank for the Apple Card, insisted right away that there isn't any gender bias in the algorithm, it failed to offer any proof. Then, finally, Goldman landed on what sounded like an ironclad defense. The algorithm, it said, has been vetted for potential bias by a third party. Moreover, it doesn't even use gender as an input. How could the bank discriminate if no one ever tells it which consumers are women and which are men? This explanation is doubly misleading. For one thing, it is entirely possible for algorithms to discriminate on gender, even when they are programmed to be blind to that variable. For another, imposing willful blindness to something as critical as gender only makes it harder for a company to detect, prevent, and reverse bias on exactly that variable. The first point is more obvious. A gender-blind algorithm could end up biased against women, as long as it's drawing on any input or inputs that happen to correlate with gender. There's ample research showing how much proxies can lead to unwanted biases in different algorithms. Studies have shown, for example, that creditworthiness can be predicted by something as simple as whether you use a Mac or a PC. But other variables, such as home address, can serve as a proxy for race. Similarly, where a person shops might conceivably overlap with information about their gender. The book Weapons of Math Destruction by Kathy O'Neill, a former Wall Street quant, describes many situations where proxies have helped create horribly biased and unfair automated systems, not just in finance, but also in education, criminal justice, and healthcare. 
The idea that removing an input eliminates bias is a very common and dangerous misconception, says Rachel Thomas, a professor at the University of San Francisco and the co-founder of Fast.ai, a project that teaches people about AI. This will only become a bigger headache for consumer companies as they become more reliant on algorithms to make critical decisions about customers, and as the public becomes more suspicious of the practice. We've seen Amazon pull an algorithm used in hiring due to gender bias. Google criticized for a racist autocomplete. And both IBM and Microsoft embarrassed by facial recognition algorithms that turned out to be better at recognizing men than women and white people than those of other races. What this means is algorithms need to be carefully audited to make sure bias hasn't somehow crept in. Yes, Goldman said it did just that in last week's statement. But the very fact that consumers' gender is not collected would make such an audit less effective. According to Thomas, companies must, in fact, actively measure protected attributes like gender and race to be sure their algorithms are not biased on them. The Brookings Institution published a useful report in May on algorithmic bias detection and mitigation. It recommends examining the data fed to an algorithm as well as its output to check whether it treats, say, females differently from males on average, or whether there are different error rates for men and women. Without knowing a person's gender, though, such tests are far more difficult. It may be possible for an auditor to infer gender from known variables, and then test for bias on that. But this would not be 100% accurate, and it couldn't show whether any particular person was subject to bias, according to O'Neill, author of Weapons of Math Destruction. The Brookings report also recommends hiring legal as well as technical experts to monitor algorithms for unintended bias after they've been deployed. The fact that financial businesses are prohibited by the Equal Credit Opportunity Act from using information such as gender or race in algorithmic decisions may actually make this problem worse by deterring those businesses from collecting this important information in the first place, says Paul Resnick co-author of the Brookings Report and a professor at the University of Michigan's School of Information. It's not simple to do a meaningful algorithm audit, he says, but it is important to do. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.